0: This is The House Call. Welcome back to The House Call podcast. I'm here with Matt and our editor, Rob. He is joining us today. We are going to be going over some amazing games that happened this week. Some of the games we thought are the most impactful to what's going to happen with the playoff picture. Some of these really tight divisions and some really close wildcard races in the AFC and NFC. Obviously, so much to get into. But let's go ahead and talk about some big storylines that are going around the NFL right now. Currently, Damian Harris, the, the one of the starting running backs for the Patriots, he is going to miss some time. They're calling him day-to-day with a thigh injury. He left that game against the Vikings on Thanksgiving on crutches. He was seen on crutches. He has not practiced yet, and he has already been ruled out for the Thursday night game against the Buffalo Bills in Foxborough. That means Ramondre Stevenson is going to be the bell cow. Expect him to get 25 touches. It's going to be a fantasy smorgasbord for that man Just expect him to just to to kill it. So if you got Ramondre Stevenson, he needs to be in your starting lineup right now. A little bit of fantasy news for you. But let's keep on this train, moving on some other things. Sean Watson has been added to the 53-man roster. He is expected to play this weekend. And the Browns are hoping that he's able to put them over the top, even though Jacoby Brissett has done an admirable job under center, and he is going to find himself a starting job next year. I 100% believe that. Jacoby Brissett has looked good for that team. He has done good things for that team. And now they're going to Deshaun Watson. Obviously, we don't need to go over that story anymore. We've covered that a bunch of times. The ESPN's covered that a bunch of times. We do not bring up why he was suspended in the first place. But we'll keep moving. Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, the Packers have struggled this year, but they have shown signs of life on offense. Christian Watson has been catching touchdowns. He actually has more touchdowns than Justin Jefferson has right in the entire season. And he did that all in the last four weeks. So Christian Watson must have taken the oven mitts off and now he can catch football because he is doing outstanding things. But talking about Aaron Rodgers, he got good news on his scans. He's going to play. He plans to play this weekend, even though he had feared that he had had some damage done to his ribs. He was grimacing in pain. He left the field. Obviously, Jordan Love... Uh, wrapped up that game for them until they were certain what was going on with Aaron Rodgers. But he is cleared. He looks like he plans to play, and he's going to try to he's going to try to give it a go this weekend. Another big name that's in the news right now for all the wrong reasons is OBJ. There was an incident on a plane where he was for, he had to be escorted off the plane. Uh, apparently that was done with something with not refusing to put a seatbelt on or being uh, belligerent and unresponsive. There's a lot of stories on this thing. No one really knows exactly what happened, but he was asked to leave the plane. The Cowboys have come out. Uh, Jerry Jones has come out and said, we are unfazed by this incident. We are still after OBJ. We still think he's going to push us over the top. And there's a lot of people that believe that, you know, Jerry Jones is believing that that's the case. He is going. He believes that he that's going to be the guy to put them over the top. We shall see. Another big news coming out of New England, linebacker T- Tavai has agreed to a two-year extension with the New England Patriots. He was a second-round pick in the, for the Detroit Lions, didn't really work out there, but Matt Patricia loved him. that He was there when he was head coach when they drafted Tavai. He followed Patricia to New England, spent some time in the practice squad, but this year has been a starter in the last, I think, nine, nine games this year next to Juwan Bentley for a just potent one-two punch. And obviously they've liked what they've seen in New England. And Deviah has gotten himself a two-year contract extension. Those are the big headlines. So now let's get into some quick hit news here, fellas. I want to ask you guys some questions. Obviously, you saw um, the commanders and how they've been trying for years, it feels like, to honor Sean Taylor. All right? They've been trying to find a way to honor this man. And every time they try, it's it's a debacle. It's It's met with criticism and they just never seem to meet the standard requirement of what it is when you're trying to honor a player who meant so much to your franchise. And if you haven't seen the image of it, they unveiled this, this giant case, right. And inside of it, it's, you know, helmet, his, his Jersey, his number, his pants, cleats, but that's about it. Everything else. There's not a statue. It's not a full mannequin. It's nothing. It's just a wire, Wire thing, and the, apparently, like the shoes he's wearing. Someone went went piece by piece, right? None of the clothing matches. They're all from different eras, essentially, right? Like he got an, a, a Nike jersey, Adidas pants, Reebok shoes, and the shoes apparently aren't even like they're fucking soccer well, cleats. They're, they're soccer cleats. So, I mean, the commanders always can they? They just cannot get out of the news for the wrong reasons, Matt. And and, and is this just? Another reason why Snyder needs to leave this this franchise. Do you think this is all on Snyder?
1: Commanders are a joke of a franchise because because their because their owner is a joke. Their owner is an absolute joke. He has no idea what he's doing. If I don't know how they could how they can get him out of of the ownership circle, but they got to get him out ASAP because he is a horrible owner. Every single one of the other owners will tell you that too. He's one of the worst person professional sports, not just football. The fact that he bungled all of this makes it does not surprise me at all. The, just the organization in general, it just always seems to be something going on. When when uh, Ron Rivera was talking about, oh, our quarterback's the problem, when Wentz was the quarterback. Like, okay, maybe he's the problem, but you can't say that, right? It's just something's always going on with that organization, and it starts from the head up. It's, it starts from the head of the snake, and that's Dan Snyder, and he's got to go. He's got to go. You yeah. got to get him out any way you possibly can. And they're trying.
0: I, the NFL is definitely trying to get him out. But, uh, Rob, I'm going to let you take it away. You obviously have a lot to say about He's, the he's got he's gotta so to have spirit.
2: some kind of dirt on the damn NFL. I, I'm looking at the video right now. Nike top, Reebok bottom, and soccer cleats. That You had a guy that was like – when everybody thinks about the commanders, Redskins, whatever have it be the team name that you want to go and reside with, They, he's one of the guys. You got your –
0: yeah, Eiseman. You, you got Sean
2: <laughs> That's it, and it's wired. I'm literally watching the video right now. I'm like, what is this? It a statue? That's not a statue. That's something you put in Marshalls or uh, or um, ma- some kind of Maisie store. Kohl's. Where like you Coles or something. Yeah. Goodwill, fucking where you're just
0: trying to get someone to buy like Ross Dress for Less. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ. Ross, literally Ross. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and. You're right, though. I mean, it was literally the least amount of effort you could put into a tribute I've ever seen. It's disgusting. Okay, it, it's it's a disgrace to Sean Taylor's legacy. It's a disgrace. Like, like honestly, how do you get away? Like, this dude is like deserves a a damn statue outside that stadium. Sean Taylor is that important to the franchise? He was that important to this franchise, all right? And they can't even give the guy a proper uniform. They can't even give the guy, like, any any football cleats. They can't even give him what cleats people will actually wear in the NFL. They had to give him soccer cleats. I don't understand dollars. the World Cup's going on. You, I mean, but here's the thing. Here's the funny thing, you know. It's like, not only did he approve this to be unveiled, someone actually put this together. I guarantee there's someone in that organization put this tribute together for Sean, for Sean Taylor and was like, we did a good job. We did everything right. This is perfect. Legitimately. It it is like showing up to a class project and all you had to do was sign your name and you misspelled your own damn name. That's what this looks like. You can't even do that right. All right. It's, it's absolutely terrible. And as much as I, I just hope that when Snyder leaves, whoever gets that team goes in and fixes all these problems and actually give Sean Taylor the, the, the tribute he deserves because this it's is going to
1: happen.
2: Disgraceful. It's going to happen. Wait. Somebody's somebody's going to come in. I think was the guy from Amazon.
0: Forget his, what his name is. It's either Bezos or someone it's else that wants, to
2: buy, that wants to buy the team. So
0: yeah, I heard about uh, Jeff Bezos. Um, We'll see. I mean, they got to get him out first and it's been a debacle ever since. I mean, you know, that you have some problems when the fbi <laughs> like the department of justice is getting involved in your ownership of a football franchise all right like you're doing you're doing things so wrong that the federal bureau of investigation is like hmm we're gonna look into you a little everybody. bit bud oh he's got, he's, got to, he's gotta have something he's gotta
2: have so much dirt on everybody there's no reason why to. this guy has lasted this long I don't probably know, like the
1: pro- dirt on probably the importers too, like the Jerry Joneses and the Robert Crafts and the guys God. who really have a lot, the, the Rooneys, like the guys who really have a lot of influence. He's got to have some dirt on them because there's no way he would ever keep a he job. Not,
2: the moment he gets he outed, does. the moment he gets out of that shit's going to come out and it's going to be oh. fucking he, terrible. He he, he, it's gonna he be is, a legit. Every team, every team's, team's going to get exposed. I'm telling you right now.
0: Yeah, he, he's legitimately the person in every movie where there's like a boat sinking and you see him like dragging people down. That's, that's Dan Snyder. Dan no, Snyder he, is one he, of those guys. He's, he's like, he's like, if I'm going to go down, I'm bring I'm dragging everyone to the bottom. We're all going, we're going for a ride, man. He, he is, he is literally sitting in the front of the log ride with everyone else behind him. Is like, well, when this fucker tips, you're all coming to the bottom. We're all getting wet. It's going to be a blast. You wait. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to happen like rob said it's going to happen so let's go ahead and look at some games there were some massive games in this this uh this sunday and thanksgiving obviously uh i don't know i i love thanksgiving football there was not a bad game on thursday sunday obviously there was some ups and downs and some teams that you know at monday night football we're not going to talk about and i was just you know <laughs> but the first game i want to talk about is going to be cowboys and the giants obviously these are both nfc east teams as of right now, all four e- NFC, uh, all four NFC East teams. Sorry about that, are in the playoffs. They're all in the playoffs right now. This mind blowing. This is this is the latest in the season, and obviously we all they went to you know the expansion recently, but it's still the latest in the season that more than two teams from the same division really have been in the playoffs. That's in, that's an insane thing to think about. And now that there's three wild card spots. You have a whole division in there, and it's insane. But this Cowboys-Giants game was a very, very good football game. I don't know how much of it you guys watched. I watched the whole thing, and it was back and forth, a lot of offense, a lot of defense, and, you know, but I want to hear from you guys. Matt, what did you you take away from this game?
1: Honestly, in this game, I didn't learn shit that I didn't already know. I knew the Cowboys were a better team than the Giants – the Giants were super banged up on that offensive line, which plays completely into the Cowboys' strength with Mike, Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and Armstrong, who they got up front. They were going to dominate that game up front, and they clearly went into that game saying, we're going to stop Saquon Barkley. We're going to make sure Saquon Barkley doesn't beat us. We're going to make Danny Dimes beat us. And I don't know how many games Danny Dimes has won by himself, but it can't be more than about two or three. So... <laughs> uh, it's clearly that was their game plan going in. We got to stop Saquon. We're going to make sure that Danny Dimes doesn't beat us. And that's exactly what they did. I like what I saw from Zeke. Zeke looked healthy. Zeke looked spry. Zeke actually looked really good. Uh, Micah Parsons obviously put his stamp on the game, but I didn't learn anything that I didn't already know. Cowboys are better than the Giants. Cowboys went in. They had a bad first half. Dak looked bad through a couple of picks, but bounced back in the second half and they proved that they're the better team.
2: Yeah, it, it Yeah. it didn't look close really at all. Don't let the numbers fool you. The, it, it was crazy. Um Looking at the Cowboys on 34 rush attempts between the two running backs, they were averaging four and a half yards per carry, 152 yards and a touchdown. It was just crazy. 430 yards of offense. Micah Parsons is honestly now, as a Patriots fan, he's the defensive player of the year right now. He's got a 91.2 uh, PFF grade, 27 tackles, 3 forced fumbles, and 12 sacks, one sack behind Judon. He is impacting the game at a different level than Judon is. Now that you brought up the Giants, man, uh, look, in the last two games, Barkley has on 26 attempts has 61 yards and a touchdown. You cannot win a game when that is the... That's your offense. That's your bell cow. That's the person that's the difference maker for your team. And I think it was not this game, but the last game, Daniel Jones had more rushing yards. You can't win games on that. And I don't know what it is especially when you're going against teams that are not great against the run and you you get what 29 yards that's terrible.
1: Yeah, the you Cowboys know, and- the Cowboys have been getting exposed on the ground. The Cowboys have been getting everybody been running on the Cowboys and then, you know, like you said, Saquon's averaging 2 yards a carry and I mean, Saquon's kind of that kind of that kind of back. He'll have games where he has, you know, 3 yards a carry but then he'll have games where he's got 8 yards a carry cuz he popped the 80 yard touchdown, you know. So, but obviously they didn't get those big plays and, you know, Dallas took advantage
0: yeah and like you said obviously they need to start adding some wrinkles to this offense that that plays off of people keen towards Saquon Barkley if they want to have a playoff push because right now like you said if Saquon Barkley isn't able to perform because they're keying up on him they're loading the box things like that and trying to make daniel jones beat them they need to start doing some some uh you know quarterback options run the court let you know get some misdirection going in there do some things bootleg Dan- daniel jones out there and just try to figure out a way to get this stuff going but let's talk about the cowboys for a second so it has been the tony pollard show pretty recently a lot of people believe that tony pollard is going to eventually take over that backfield but i was watching this game and this was the best Ezekiel Elliott, I have seen in years. I mean, he was busting 15 yarders like and like 10 yarders, like just consistently getting first downs on runs. And I haven't seen him do that since like maybe his second year in the NFL. He just seemed to get slower and slower and slower. And this this game going up against a pretty good you know, Giants defense. He was just breaking out, and Tony Pollard kind of didn't have as good of a game, I would say, as what I saw out of Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, Zeke, Zeke looked like Zeke. That was the Zeke that everyone thought we were getting, you know, we're, we're going to have all this time, and that was who I saw. I mean, he was just busting off big runs, you know, finding the hole. He would just look the best I had seen him. You know, Ezekiel Elliott back? Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't know about
1: that. Yeah, I don't I don't know about back, but he certainly looked good in, in, in this game. This is the first time I saw him do one of these in like oh. a long time. Like I, I oh, hadn't yeah. I hadn't seen him I hadn't seen him do the eat thing in a long time. That's how you know he was feeling good. You know, he's averaging what he had, 16Ks for 92 yards. That's 5.8 a pop. You know, most of the time he's more around four yards a carry and he's more he's been more of their goal line back lately, more they're kind of just pounding in between the tackles. But he was breaking runs. He had a long of twenty-two yards. Like he was breaking runs. He was running people over, but Tony Pollard's still the guy. Don't get it twisted. I, oh, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna give somebody the rock in that backfield, it's gonna be Tony Pollard because I know he's got the ability to go 80 yards, not just you know 15 or 20. You know he's got the yeah. ability to take a, a, t- a 10 yard run to 80 as opposed to Zeke who's gonna take a 10 yard run to 15. You know, but that is yeah. the best Zeke's look. But I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as to say he's back.
2: Yeah, it I does. Mean, it does help though when you have Ceedee Lamb going off for 106 yards, and then you got the tight end party that jumped into that. That uh, was it. I forget what the, that the Alton the, Schultz and Bears, all those guys Army. jumped into
0: the. yeah Salvation that, No, Army. that
2: big red. The Salvation, Salvation Army. Barrel, Salvation. Yeah, Salvation. Oh my Army, god! Yeah. Every mm-hmm. one of their tight ends. The one of. Their, I think it was a rookie tight end actually jumped over a guy. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I think it was Ferguson. Yeah, they're
0: yeah, they they playing uh, whack a mole. Playing whack a mole, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, the Dallas offense, as long as, as Dak is making the right decisions, they are probably – I think they can keep up with the Eagles. I really do. They can keep up with anybody.
2: we talked about it last week. I'm going to say right now, it, look, I I am a Cowboys hater just as much as the next person. But from what I saw in that game and what I saw against the Vikings, I get the Vikings are the 31st-ranked de- defense, but when it comes to like what they needed to do, and if they play their best football, they could beat anybody. I hate – I don't want them to touch the Patriots' Super Bowl wins. However, I got to call it how I I see it. The Vikings have too many flaws. The Cowboys – the Eagles have too many flaws. Look at the Cowboys. If the Cowboys play their best game, they have a really, really good defense, a really good offense. They got a complementary of weapons, whether it be CeeDee Lamb on offense or your Ezekiel Tony Pollard in the backfield or your group of tight ends or Gallup. There's just too many things. And if OBJ goes there, oh, my God.
0: And but the thing is, like you said it, you, the key thing you say was when they play their best football, when and, and that is going to that is the problem we've always seen with the Cowboys. It's 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 literally they have all the talent. They have this great defense. And then like you watch what they did, to the Vikings, you watch how they handled the Giants. And then you go back two more weeks or like a week before, like, you know, three weeks ago. And they literally let the Packers beat. Them. like that's, that's and, and, parody. That's just right. And, the league, and it, 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 it is parody in the league. But the problem I see is, is that, you know, they play down to their opponent. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that and win a Super Bowl. You have to be dominant all the time. It's okay like, to lose close games to good teams. But the Packers were on a six week losing streak.
1: The, the Cowboys just have that thing where it's like, no matter. When it's it's a huge game and they need to win it, it just seems like they never find a way to win like the biggest game. Like they'll go into the playoffs and you don't think, man, these guys are gonna run through. Like when like when it was what was it 2016 when it was Dak and Zeke's year and we're like, man, they're gonna run through the playoffs. And then sure enough, Aaron Rodgers comes in, beats them in the first round. Last year I thought they were gonna beat the Niners. Last year I thought they were gonna beat the Niners. That was just
0: bad
1: bad bad clock management.
0: Yeah, but you think about it, and they that year their rookie year they were what they lost two games. Or something like that like they didn't they were on fire came out 14th. smoked and, and that's been the story of the cowboys all the way back to tony romo you know good team makes the playoffs suddenly forgets how to play football but we can move on to the next game i know you guys want to talk about this one i want to talk about this one matt last week he had said that you know hey Let's pump the brakes. The Vikings are coming off a big, big loss. And sometimes the NFL's backwards, even though the Patriots are coming off a big win last second, riding high, the Vikings got smoked by the Cowboys. Sometimes the NFL's backwards. And, you know, I wouldn't say the Vikings are going to get blown out in this game. They're, they're, they're going to win. And Matt picked the Vikings to win. And the Vikings beat the Patriots on Thursday night football on Thanksgiving. Obviously, I have some feelings about this game. I'm going to wait. Actually, no, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first because I have some feelings about this game that I need to get out, and I don't want you guys stealing my thunder. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> this team is the 2021 Patriots 2.0, a defense that's only good against shitty teams and an offense that can't put up enough points to keep up with good teams. That's literally who this team is right now. All right. Because that defense I saw was not the defense that faced the Jets, it was not the defense that faced the Colts, it was a defense that faced the Bears. And that defense, Got straight, just mollywopped. Thank you, Matt. I'm going to use it again. They got mollywopped. That was the most atrocious thing. And, like, this is, it just reminds me of 2021. A team that cannot play collectively for 60 minutes of good football. They're just completely incapable of it, all right? I mean, you're talking about, you send a rookie gunner, or, or a rookie wing out there, right, on a punt block for no reason. What was the point? What was the point of sending him on a pump block there? There is none. You're getting the ball back. You have time. It's a tie game. If you run the ball, if you do the things correctly, you're fine. In fact, and I'm going to bring it up because I saved this, right? I saved this. I'm going to, I have to pull it up real quick. And Matt, I'm going to go ahead and let you go into it. Give us your thoughts on this game. Like I said, you called the Vikings. You know, what did you see? And Why did I pull this up?
1: Well, so, first of all, I'm going to let, uh, I know Rob's got some passionate thoughts about the refs and the, and the officiating in this game, so I'm going to let him get to that, but uh, I'm just going to focus on the, the actual game perspective, because for me, I don't I like to get too deep into the, the, the referee, because you can't control the referee, you can't control what they're going to do. Did they make horrible calls in that game? 100%, but you can't control it. Oh, fucking gonna yeah, they that, did. Yeah, they made some horrible calls, but you can't control what they're going to do. Mac Jones played great. Mac Jones played a great ball game. He the, the the sack at the end of the half, it's, you know, they got two timeouts, or they got two timeouts, or they only got one timeout, excuse me, and he slides down instead of throwing the football away. That means we only got one, We instead of having two plays, we only get one play to the end zone, right? That's a big mistake that could have cost us some points, right? The sack, the third and seven sack in the fourth quarter with the game on the line, right? He takes a third and seven sack and make it fourth and 16, right? That's another play. It costs us points, right? So, again, there was bad there was bad plays by Mack in that game that he could have certainly, he left points on the board. He's, he left four. That's, and listen, I'm not a Mac. I'm not a Mac hater. I'm not a Mac pro Mac guy. I'm just a, a kind of in between on Mac. Okay. I think he's a, he's a league average quarterback. I think he's a solid quarterback, but he's got to make those plays. And at the end of the day, what's the identity of our football team? What is our team's identity? I have no idea what the identity of our football team is. We have a great running back, but we don't run the football very well. Uh, good. Defense, like you said, we can't play good defense against good teams. The Vikings were going up and down the field on us like it was nothing, right? And then we're supposed to have good coaching, and then we have stupid penalties like the one Joe was talking about with the roughing the the punter in the fourth corner. We can't be having stuff like that. Those are the plays that cost us the game at the end of the day. So at the end of the day, we got to look ourselves in the mirror and say, hey, we got to be better. Don't blame it on the officials. We had so many opportunities to win this game, and we didn't do it.
0: Absolutely, and speaking of that, the thing I want to look up, so obviously everyone knows that the surviving the ground Hunter Henry catch, right? It's bullshit. Turns out, turns out uh, surviving the catch was removed in 2018 Speak and is louder. no longer part of the rule. It was removed in 2018 It is no longer part of the catch rule. In fact, allow me to read it from you. Section, from 39? NFL's- oh, section yeah, 39? Section 39? I have that <laughs> fucking pulled up right now! Rule 8.
1: Wait, Terry, give me another minute here to chime in.
0: Sure, you can see the ball hit the ground right there. Section 1, Articles 3 and 4. Completed or intercepted pass. Notes. Movement of the ball does not automatically result in a loss of control if a player who has satisfied A and B A. Secures control of the ball in his hands or arms prior to the ball touching the ground and touches the ground in bounds with both feet or with any part of his body other than his hands and C. Here's the fun part. After A and B have been fulfilled, he caught the ball, he was on his feet, Performs any act common to the game, tuck the ball away, extend it forward. It is a catch at that moment. And so it's since it had the plane at that moment before he even goes to the ground, it is a catch. It is a touchdown. Then when he hits the ground, that is, if you want to call it anything, that's a fumble, which he recovers. So he's either down at like the one centimeter line or it's a, or it's a touchdown. And the re- and you the in the, the, and, and here's the thing they call the guy in New York their ref expert, the guy who's supposed to know the rules and have Mike the Carrera. rule book in front of him, Mike Carrera. All right, and what does he say? Oh, he didn't survive the ground. Really? Maybe you maybe you should stay retired, bud, because that rule has been out of the league as long as you have. Okay? Like seriously. Who who are these guys? Who sits there and has this, this thought process? And then the fun part is every time they do a review of the score, not only does the ref on the sideline review it, they also have people in New York, which means you have a bunch of people sitting in a damn room watching all the camera angles with the rule book in their hand, and they still got it wrong. Still got it wrong. My biggest thing is when I watch this play,
2: and and they're going frame by frame. So at one point, he possesses it completely. He's on the ground. He's completely on the fucking ground. And his hand is underneath it. And then when he turns over a little bit, he's turning over. That means he's still on the fucking ground. Then the ball comes out, and it never leaves his body. It's still on his body. So what is a fucking catch at this point? Nobody what knows. is a catch? Nobody else. Oh, my Nina God. NFL doesn't know.
0: They haven't known I... since Dez dropped one. Since, nope, Megatron, since Megatron Megatron in that touchdown he had against the Bears. They don't know like what a catch is. Yeah, they don't know. And they have and no idea. And it and continues this'll... to change. It continues to change. They can they change the rule all the time trying to establish what is a catch, and they can never get it right. They have missed so many critical situation game-winning catches like this where they have got it wrong and they're literally chastised. And then they go into the league. They go into the, the league year. They update the rules to try to clarify what a catch is and try to get better information on it. And you know what they never do? Figure it out. Like, like he just said, like Matt just said, they've been doing it for 15 damn years. All right. Since Megatron caught that ball, took three steps to Enzo, landed on his own ass without a defender play, player touch him, went to get up, put the ball on the ground and spun it. It spins on the ground. Incomplete pass. Did not make any control through the process. Are you kidding me? He's celebrating already. And since then, they haven't been able to get it right. I I don't know. Do you know what the crazy thing is? You know how many of these things I saw? How many of these problems I saw prior to the Megatron catch? None I can remember. I cannot remember a situation where there was a controversial no call or or, or a a reverted call saying it wasn't a catch prior to the Megatron one. And since then, it seems like they are happening with consistency. If there's a major spot in a close game, the rest are going to get it wrong. And I, and I honestly hate it. And, and, and I'm biased. I am biased. I'm a Patriots fan and I understand that would only give us thirty.
2: No, but you're calling as you see it. Come on, man. Look, look at the fucking Harry touchdown against the Chiefs was a couple years ago. At what point are they gonna get this shit right? Like, bro, he Mm -hmm. didn't even step out of bounds. They had like three inches of fucking green in between his leg his feet and the damn sideline. I'm sorry. And I'll go back to the damn Patriots right now. What the fuck are you doing at the end of the half? This is undisciplined football hunter henry you're literally a trained you're a veteran go out of bounds matt jones don't get don't take a sack we need all we don't need to be burning two timeouts in a row look i think he played great but like there are too many things defensive pi that didn't happen when born in the end zone docker gets hold on a kickoff return gotcha gets hold held up the middle where i think it was uh the adam thielen touchdown and the Henry non-touchdown, those are fucking game-changing plays. I don't want to be a homer, but at some point, like, I don't know. Yeah, you got to get it right, or
0: you don't deserve to be an official.
2: There there should be some, there should be a legitimate test where these guys have to take a test, and if they see it, they have to be able to judge it and tell what, like, if you go, there's a, I could show, I will show it at this point in the video. There's a close-up where Hunter Henry's hands, you literally, you why start- is that I see? Why do I see this after figured. the game? Why do I see this after? Ab- so, okay, even if he rolls even a little bit more, he possessed it for a fucking millisecond. It's a touchdown. He broke the plane at that point. It's a touchdown. I don't want to hear about him surviving any more of the part of the ground. At that point, it's a fucking touchdown, and that's a game changer. At that point, we settled for three points, so that's a four-point fucking swing. At the end of the game, that, that's a difference maker between us going for a touchdown and going for a field goal.
0: And think about it. If you score that touchdown, they don't try a pump block because you're up four at that point. You're up 30 to 26 and you're getting the ball back with eight minutes left. You don't, you don't do a pump block. You go full protect and you give your guy a chance to run it back. That's what you do. But I want to, I want to bring something else to your attention. So Bill Belichick is Owen two in this stadium. All right. He's Owen two in Minnesota. Now do you, the other game was the Eagles Super Bowl. Now there's a play I want to bring oh, to your God. attention. It's <laughs> not the, it's not the Philly special.
2: No, it's, it's the running back it, of the end zone where he never possessed it fully, and they called that it's a still, fucking touchdown.
0: They called that a touchdown. Uh, or how, how about break. the tight end leaping across the goal line, hitting the ground, it and the like ball Ertz. going out as he catches it. Zach, yeah, Earth's doing mm-hmm. it. And you know what the ref said in that? I don't care that the ball moved.
2: He how about the leg. legal formation? That Joe freaking,
0: oh, my God. It doesn't matter. It oh doesn't matter. God. But those are the things. In the oh same God. In the same stadium, they called one tight end a touchdown who had the exact same thing happen. And the other one, a no touchdown and an incomplete well, pass.
1: Well, we we saw another we saw another example of it. It went in the Patriots' benefit. It was the Jesse James play where he stuck it across the goal line, and they said it, it was a touchdown. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm, confi- I'm just confused about like it's like the same play three times and two, of, it's, times, two of them it's, the it's same a touchdown action. and one of them it's not. It's like doesn't make any sense. There's no fucking no. consistency no idea and consistency so, and consistency speaking speaking from my So speaking from personal experience all you want from an official is to be consistent i don't care if you're consistently shitty just be consistent with what the call is like yeah. just make sure that you're the, the same i don't Maybe. care what the rule is just make sure that the how it's interpreted is the same and officials yeah. don't do that it's a completely different call from one call to another and that's what's the frustrating
0: part is i want to get all these videos together rob if you can find them, please do. I want you to find I'm gonna the, the Des Bryant the the one, Dez the Calvin. Megatron one, and we're just going to play a thing on on Instagram and TikTok. Tell me assume. which one of these is a catch. <laughs> I, got, I got you. It might take a little, little, gonna little gonna be while. Because it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be hilarious. because
2: I'll play cl- I'll, going, How about clown music catchy. in the background? How about yeah. clown music in the background?
0: Circus. Yeah. They're,
2: they're all catches. They're all fucking catches. Every single, even the, even the Jesse James one was a hey. was a touchdown. Yeah. I'm the town. Yep. I'm calling it as a Patriots fan that that was a touchdown.
1: Touchdown.
0: It, I don't know, man. It, and and I just before we move on to the next game, I want to write off some stats for you, right? Mac Jones threw for 382 yards.
2: I guess a six two touchdown.
0: Season. Two touchdowns all right no turnovers there was no turnovers on the Patriots side and they wanted to the tu- they had and they won the turnover battle all right so Mac Jones threw for was 400 yards and two scores and didn't turn the ball over the defense won the turnover battle we had over 400 yards of total offense and they lost lost okay now if you had saw the Patriots defense play all these other weeks, right? And you're like, oh, they just need to get the offense going. This team can be great if they just get the offense going. The offense gets going. And you're like, if you had just looked at Mac Jones' stats, never saw the score of that game, Patriots won that game. I mean, Mac Jones threw for almost 400 yards, two touchdowns. They, they win that game. No, you cannot convince me that if they didn't turn the ball over, they want to turn every battle, he throws for two touchdowns and 382 yards. They have over 400 yards of total offense. There's no way the Patriots lose that game. And then you look at the score and you're like, Oh well, they didn't even go to overtime. They lost in regulation. Like they, that's how take too,
1: they take too many field goals in the red zone. They take too many field yeah. goals in the red zone. We, were, we, they, both both the both the touchdowns were both the touchdowns were outside of the red zone. We had four. Yeah. What was it? Four trips in the red zone, and we kicked four field goals.
2: That's we the difference 0-3. in the
1: game. You got to get touchdowns. Yeah,
2: we were zero for three at the end of the half. At, at the yeah. ha- yep. at halftime for the first half, we were zero and three in the red zone. Uh mm-hmm. Look! Look! Look at the deep! Look at the players, at quarterbacks. This is why I said I wasn't crowning this defense just yet because we did during that did that during the win streak last year. And you go look at that win streak; it was against shit teams. Mm-hmm. I I haven't seen a good Belichick defense in a long time. You've heard sack Wilson? Okay, two point seven nice. two inches, whatever it is. Yeah, nice, whatever the fucking <laughs> great personality. Uh Then you got <laughs> Sam Ellinger. Then you got who else? Like, there's Zach a bunch Wilson of again? shit. <laughs> Zach Wilson again, a bunch of shit quarterbacks. So sure until I see this team go against a Josh Allen, by the way, this is going to be a game where like, they you win. can't stop mobile quarterbacks. This is going to be a problem. And they, and, they, and Josh Allen, I'm sorry win. for cutting you off, Joe. He has six touchdowns and seven interceptions in his last six games. He has not played good at all. You, I literally will bring up the graphic where Davis Mills and him are the same quarterback in the last six games. I did I posted on my patreon page they are the same quarterback they're terrible at right now they're win- the bills are winning just because of everything else around him not because of Josh Allen.
1: yeah what runs too to be fair to Josh josh had like 300 yards and three I, I, on I the get ground. that but so like he's, he's turning the ball over too much turn the ball yeah. over way too much
2: he's what leading the league in interceptions right now but I'm not saying yeah. that to throw shots at him I'm saying that like he has not been played great there's no reason why we don't at least have a chance in this game and I'm gonna say right now if you let him do what he's doing with his legs against us last year, uh, it's going to be a long game.
0: I just hope to see a damn punt, but we'll talk about that some other time. That's that's future games. We're going to focus on this. We've obviously beat this one like a dead horse that's been rotten right now back the barn for a couple of weeks. So let's move on to the Bengals and the Titans. Now, this was a game, a lot of playoff implications, obviously with the Patriots losing. The Bengals were the seven seed. They were trying to move up in the standings. They did that. They've succeeded there. Now the sixth seed Patriots have fallen out of the playoffs after we lost to the Vikings. A lot of people thought the Titans had the recipe to beat this team. They thought they had, you know, they would keep the ball away from from Joe Burrow. They would run the football. The Bengals defense couldn't handle Derrick Henry. They would do some timely throws. And then the Titans defense was good enough. To hold the Bengals down. And, you know, it just didn't materialize that way. The Bengals, I think the Bengals got ahead a little early and the Titans just couldn't quite get back into it. And I watched this game and I'm telling you right now, Mike Vrabel looked very, very unhappy on the sideline because his team, it was self-inflicted wounds. Is what it comes down to. And 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 I know that we've been saying that a lot, you know, here in the last like 20 minutes with the teams we talked about, but it was self-inflicted wounds. But I mean, Matt, what do you take from this tight? I mean, the Titans are obviously safe. There's, I don't think there's anyone in their division that can catch them, but we're starting to see like, you know, they don't like, I think the Titans are, are similar to the Very Patriots. They're going to do exactly what they're going to do did last year. They're going to be right there in a seating. They're going to lose first round. And that's what the Titans are going to be.
1: Exactly what I wrote down on my notes. I said Titans have a ceiling. It's divisional round, or maybe if you get lucky, the AFC Championship, like they got a couple years ago. Listen, Ryan Tannehill is not the guy. You either gotta you either gotta move on from Tannehill, or you gotta put some like crazy Miami Dolphins type weapons around him, where you get Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, and you gotta put some. I like I like the kid Burks. Burks looks good. He was making a made a nice contested catch. Uh, oh my god, down the middle of the field, it looked like a post. He looked good, but. You got to get somebody else. You got to get another receiver. Robert Woods is over the hill. But Tannehill is not that guy anymore. Tannehill, he's he had a couple of good years, but you're not going to win a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback. Unless you got a great, amazing defense and amazing playmakers around him, unless you got the perfect ideal team around him, you're not going to win a Super Bowl with him. And when you hold Derrick Henry to what was it, 17 carries for 38 yards, 2.2 a pop. Like If you tell me Derrick Henry gets 38 yards rushing in a game, I'm going to tell you that the Titans have never won a game like that and will never win a game like that, especially if you play Joe Burrow, who, in my opinion, right now is the second best quarterback in football. So there's no there's no way that the Titans are going to win that football game if Derrick Henry doesn't get going, especially against a guy like Joe Burrow, who is, in my opinion, he's that guy. So
0: Yeah. I mean, Joe Burrow has looked good, and obviously there's some injuries and things that are slowing that offense down a little bit. You know, Joe Mixon's getting concussions. Jamar Chase hasn't played in a couple of weeks, and you know they're they're kind of going through the motions there on offense. But yeah, I, I completely agree. Like we thought that the Derrick Henry was going to do Derrick Henry type things. I mean, Derrick Henry has been doing Derrick Henry type yeah. things for a very long time. That's the reason that they said he's the king. Like he is probably one of the most imposing. Presences that you could possibly have with a football in his hands. The dude's just a mountain that runs like a four-four. I mean, it's insane. And the fact that he only got 38 yards tells you everything about this game you need to know. I mean, Tannehill Tannehill's a guy who you, who can make some timely throws. But like you said, we saw in Miami. There's a reason he's not there anymore. If he, he and he had weapons, there were weapons in that Miami offense for for, for Tannehill when he was there. And when they had him throw more than twenty-five times, three of those were going to get picked. Is what it seemed. Let's see face facing the Patriots. In which case, he popped off for like six hundred yards and five touchdowns, and like Miami <laughs> always does. be um, miracle, yeah. Yeah, it just happens all the time. I don't understand it, but I mean, you're like you're right. He, he needs they they need to move on from Tannehill, and they've been like honestly, they were paying him what the Vikings are paying Kirk Cousins, and I feel the same way about Kirk Cousins. I mean, yeah, Kirk Cousins had a great the game same. on Thursday, but they're the same guy. They're a guy who can make a couple of throws, but and do some things. But at the end of the day, if you're not winning championships, it doesn't matter. And they're getting paid like $25 million. I mean, if you had told me Tannehill would get, be, be getting paid $25 million, I would laugh in your face, all right? Because – and honestly, you know the funny thing is? Marcus Mariota in Atlanta has looked better than Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. And it's funny to me because it was, I would laugh so hard if Marcus Mariota came back to Tennessee. <laughs> and honestly, but, I mean, yeah – Rob, what do you think about this game? I mean, the Titans obviously have a problem, and they're going to win the South, but it's, it's clear. They're going something... to win it by a mile.
2: They're like yeah. three, four games ahead. of. But, like, I don't think Tannehill was the reason they they lost this game. Every time I looked up, this guy was converting a third down. I It was like just money, money, money. But when you're going against a... They went against a 12th-ranked rushing defense uh, in Cincinnati. A one run, and the one run that way popped off, he fumbled the ball, and Traylon Burks picks it up in the Spring end zone. Pass, yeah. it, mm-hmm. But if we're going to switch gears to the Bengals, no mixing, no chase, no problem. Insert T. Higgins for seven receptions on nine mm-hmm. attempts on 114 yards. Monty P.
0: Ryan popped off. Yeah, yeah you, run you did Scepter. really good,
2: too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, he didn't have crazy stats, P. Ryan, but he did good. I, I like what I saw from Joe Burrow. He wasn't staying in the pocket. He was getting outside the pocket, and that's how he was making his plays. That's something I haven't seen from him throughout the, his stint as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, I don't know. the Like you said, the Titans, they're not going to compete unless they're going to go as far as Henry is going to take them. And if you're going to go in, in, in the playoffs, you're going to go against teams that are really good against the run. Or, or really good against the pass, and you got to kind of settle with one or the other. And the fact is, Tannehill is Jimmy Garoppolo, Tannehill is Kirk Cousins, Tannehill is n- insert mid quarterback yeah. because at this point, Taylor Heineke, Mac Jones, Taylor Heineke, yeah, oh, Christ. Ernesto's already <laughs> typing a comment. It seems like every video will say this. Shit. But he, if he's not popping off, you're you're going to load the box all day. You, who do you got? Robert Woods? No, but he's not going to scare him. I mean, and Traylon he's Marks not been the same big, since
0: that injury, so.
2: And Traylon Barks is still young. He's like a better version than Nikhil Harry.
0: I agree. You know, the Bengals, we've been waiting for the Bengals to turn it on all year. And they're finally starting to find their stride. They're finally starting to look. And it's, it's kind of at the right time, especially when you think about, you know, the Browns have been kind of up and down. They're pulling They're you know, trying to figure out. And we don't know what we're going to get into Sean Watson, the Ravens who we're going to talk about here in a second. You know, Hmm. we, we can probably just segue right into that game. Let's talk about it. I mean, we, like we've we've already talked about how good the Bengals looked and how bad the Titans looked. Let's go to another team that doesn't look good. I saw a stat that there have been I think four teams that have I led have that, by I two scores. That. I have that two stat. scores in the in, in a game, right? At least two scores, and all those teams in their first eleven weeks started eleven and up, except for the twenty twenty two Baltimore Baltimore Ravens who are seven and four. And it happened again on Sunday. That defense, man. The Jaguars upsetting the Ravens on a Zay Jones two-point conversion throw from Trevor Lawrence to win the game, and I, and then you find out that John Harbaugh has pulled in Lamar Jackson because of a tweet that he sent out or a post on Instagram he sent out, and 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 how and and kind of how that whole thing wrapped up because there was. Uh, a, a video that came out of a Ravens fan, like smashing his keyboard and just destroying it and like screaming. And Lamar Jackson replied to that video. and was like, I feel you, or I feel the same tornado emoji. <laughs> and apparently John Arbor was like, Hey bro, you can't be posting that kind of stuff on social media. People are going to know we're we have a problem. And I'm hoping Lamar Jackson looked him in the eye and said, bro, they watch the games. They know we have a problem. All right. And the problem is, is that the Ravens are dangerously close to losing control of this division. You think about it, they're, the Bengals are right they're there. The Browns are right there. The Steelers, you know, mathematically have a shot, depending on how the rest of those teams do. I mean, this, this thing is far from wrapped up. And out of those teams, I mean... I don't know if you guys watched uh, the, the Pittsburgh Colts game last night, no, but Kenny no, Pickett that, looked did. really good. I mean, Kenny Pickett looked really good. He, they he went against the Colts. The Colts have a really good defense. Yeah, but they, they have, have nobody at quarterback. Yeah, okay, but
2: they have nobody at quarterback. So at some point, I mean, the defense is going to be on the it field. It doesn't matter. I mean, okay,
0: time. okay. But the but the Colts beat the Chiefs, who have a really good offense. That defense held them to under 20 points. They've good done it year-in. Yeah, look, good against Philly held them under 20 points. I'll just go fuck I mean, myself. They have a good defense, and the Pittsburgh Steelers went in there and covered you – know, they beat them at, in Indy, where they're really, really good, where that place is really, really loud. I mean, I don't know if you guys – I've been in Lucas Oil. It is a loud stadium. They Those fans go hard for their Colts, all right? It is a loud place. RCA Dome was even louder before they had Lucas Oil, okay? They got accused of pumping sound in through the speakers. That place got so loud. That's how that's how like rowdy Colts fans are. And you go in there, rookie quarterback, and he does like he looked really good. George Pickens looked really good. Pat Frymouth looked really, really good. And Najee Harris left that game at halftime. And I don't think he came back. And uh Snell looked really good against that defense. All right. And I'm telling you, if they're not careful. And I made a joke actually about this. I said, you know, the Steelers. You know, you know. I asked uh, somebody. I said, hey, do you know how many losing seasons Mike Tomlin has in his head coaching career? None. Zero. If this would be the first year, if he, if they don't start winning some games, he has a losing season. All right. That's how good of a coach Mike Tomlin is. The Ravens have a problem, and if they're not careful, they're going to be in a major dogfight. I mean, I think they're already in one. They have they're, to start. Winning they're, some fucked.
2: Games. they're fucked. They're yeah. fucked. You look
0: at you they look at their defense. Like diva-
2: Look at their defense. How many times have we said this throughout the season Secondary. that they're they're they get exposed at the late portion of the game? Ra- the Ravens didn't score their first touchdown until the fourth quarter. They were 0 for 3 in the red zone. Uh, it, you want they had three field goals. Justin Tucker, man. That that was an 89 within fucking 20 yards or 30 yards. He, in a he row. was a
0: 69-yarder. He he went to kick a 69-yarder to, to win the game, and he uh, fell about first. four foot short. Mm-hmm
2: i'm talking about like how he's had like within like 20 yards or 30 yards he has like 89 strength you're going oh. well, that's nothing for another day against a 23rd ranked defense you should probably do well especially in the first half when you have 139 yards to their 52 total yards or offense i don't know how much worse than that but here, here's the thing about the nfl you could have a 3-7 and seven team, but if you let them hang around for any – Look, Trevor Lawrence, I don't care what anybody says. He's a terrible quarterback. If you let the team hang around for any bit longer, it, it's going to – I don't know. It, there was just too many times where, like, I was looking at was the fourth quarter where there was a third and eight where Lawrence threw it right to Geno Stone. He catches that. It was eight minutes left. He catches that. The game's over. Then fourth and eight. Zay Jones and that sets up a touchdown from uh, Lawrence through to Agnew and that made it 1917 just getting them in, closer and closer. Very next play, Gus Edward fumbles the football. It I don't know like there just you said it four games. I'll go and show I'll go and tell you the Baltimore Ravens versus the Miami Dolphins they were up by 21 points with 12 minutes in the fourth, 20 to three against the, the Buffalo Bills nine seconds left in, in the second quarter. Twenty to ten against the, the the Giants. Six minutes left in the game. Nineteen to ten. Five Giant. minutes and fifty nine against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You, look, you you let any team have that much of chance to 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 win the game. Look, I don't. If this team goes against anybody in the playoffs, I am going to pick the other team. And the reason why I am going to say that is because that defense is so freaking flawed. They they have they're like a first half defense. The moment it gets to the second half, they're a Jekyll and Hyde they play they're just a totally different team
0: and I'm telling you right now the thing that I think that their biggest mistake was that they thought that Duvernay and all these guys they had in the wide receiver core on that offensive side of the ball was going to fill in for for Hollywood Brown and it has not happened and then Mark Andrews injury the running backs can't stay healthy and at that point you've literally you literally took your franchise quarterback MVP caliber quarterback and you said hey we're going to see if you can do what Tom Brady did and win with a bunch of people who probably are, you know, third string guys on an NFL roster outside of Mark Andrews. And he can't do it. He doesn't have the arm talent and it's all on his legs. And honestly, you know, that offense, as much as Lamar Jackson is key to the offense, it's Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is what that offense survives on. He is a, it's a reason why Mark Andrews is like the number one tight end in fantasy football, is because literally you can guarantee that he's going to get 15 targets a game. He's going to catch 11 of them and he's going to go for at least 100 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's why Mark Andrews is coveted in fantasy football leagues. It's why he's probably one of the best tight ends in the league. He doesn't get enough respect, I don't think. But I also don't think he's as good in a lot of different, a lot of other offenses because he wouldn't get the target share. He's the only person in that offense. And I think that Hollywood Brown leaving was a big problem. They made a mistake. Now Hollywood Brown got hurt and obviously that that hindered some things for the Cardinals, you know, but at the end of the day, Hollywood Brown was almost as important to that offense as Lamar Jackson was because he could he didn't just run straight, he could run good routes, he was, you know, he's quick, explosive, and I think that, you know, they set Lamar Jackson up to fail and it's almost like they did it on purpose because guess who's in a contract here? Lamar Jackson is. Could and be. guess and guess what else? They said could he's he wanted a fully guaranteed contract and they said no, because they and it was after the Deshaun Watson stuff. They said no, and that was the big turn of the thing, right? And they sent Hollywood Brown out, and now you're sitting there. And I'll be the one to say, it. sure. I think it's a, I think it's a contract maneuver. I think they're they're playing chess right now with with Lamar Jackson, saying, hey, well, you know, you didn't really have a good year, and he's going to be, well, I didn't have, you know, I learned a lot of injuries. And I'm like, ah, you know, but I don't think you're worth fully guaranteed money. We'll give you like five years, and we'll do four of those years fully guaranteed with a void year on the fifth year. How about that? Or something like that, because honestly, that's the only thing I could see right now of why you trade away your second best receiving option outside of Mark Andrews.
2: It's gonna be sloppy, crazy. It's gonna be it's gonna be so sloppy because you look at the situation. He wants a contract. He wants full guaranteed money. It's it's not gonna happen, I don't think. And the fact is, I had Patriots fans that comment on my page. Oh, when we go get Lamar Jackson, he's gonna get tagged. They're, he's not gonna see the light of day. Even if you want to go and get him, they're gonna tag him, and that they'll trade him before they would give him up for nothing. It's not going to yeah. happen.
0: And, and that's the way it's going to be. And you're going to have, they're going to ask for like, you know, four first round picks and and probably two second round mm-hmm. picks for And then you they, got to pay, they're pay them for, after that. They're asking for the farm mm-hmm. and then you have to pay them after that. It's, it's going to be crazy. But I mean, so I got a question. How do you see these divisions playing out? How do you see, obviously the West, the Chiefs are pretty, are, looking like they're probably running away with it i don't see the raiders coming back the broncos look like ass and the chargers can't figure themselves out with all the injuries they got so the chiefs are winning that one obviously we know how tight the afc east is we've talked about that a bunch of times but the afc north who's winning the afc north the Bengals. i got Bam. cincinnati i mean uh, i'm right there with you guys i i think that they're one they're the closest in record and they are looking the best i mean in all much- honesty, i don't there's
2: too much distractions in the AFC North right now, like yeah. especially with the with the Ravens. There's too many distractions. That's going like to be said, their downfall.
1: Like you guys said with with the Ravens, what both of you said to both your points. The Ravens need a clear wide receiver one, like a Jamar Chase or a Tyreek Hill or something like a clear wide receiver one, or they need a clear running back one, like a Derrick Henry or a Jonathan Taylor or something like that. They need to take the pressure off Lamar. There's too much pressure on him. And then when you get to that defense, who's really good against the run, maybe they're not good against the run. Maybe they're just so bad against the pass that everybody knows they can throw on him, so they're going to throw all over him. Like, we've seen yeah. what Joe Burrow did to him last year. Joe Burrow threw for, what, 500 yards in one game, 400 yards in the other one? Like, that, that secondary is awful. Like, you, you, you can't win... I, I think they'll still make the playoffs, but you can't win a, like a, go anywhere in the playoffs with a secondary that's that bad. You're going to get cooked by Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, Josh Allen, any of those quarterbacks in the AFC are going to cook you, and that's going to lead to a quick exit. So I got Cincinnati in that division for sure.
0: I mean, and looking, I, at- I'm looking at it right now, and I I, I want to look at their, their their schedule because if the Ravens aren't careful, as tight of a race as this playoff is in the AFC, they could find themselves on the outside looking in very quickly. They're only a game up on the Patriots who are the the eighth or in the eighth spot right now. Uh, That's another that's they're the Patriots
2: to not make the playoffs, man. Come on. They gotta win at least ten games. I mean I'm just
0: saying, I'm just saying like that's where they're at right now from like uh you know that's that's where they're at. That's where they're they're gonna be right now. Let me look at let me look at their Ravens schedule real quick. I'm gonna go ahead and pull it up so we can check the Chargers are hanging around too. Yeah the Chargers are right there. I mean there's there's so many let's not so you want me to talk about the AFC East real quick? Yeah, sure. Go for it, man. I love the AFC East talk. <laughs> so looking at the AFC East,
2: you got two teams, eight and three. Obviously, the Dolphins have the tiebreaker. The Jets are trailing only by, what, a game? They're seven and four. I For the Patriots to even come close to being any contender in this division, it's not going to happen. Uh, I actually have to eat a goddamn hot chip, probably a video sometime soon. Not tonight. <laughs> Uh, I actually betted with Elliot that they were going to not win more than eight games and they have eight games right now. I'm pretty sure if they win one more, I got to eat that damn chip. Uh, the dolphins are winning this division and I don't think the bills are just too flawed of a football team right now at the current, this current juncture for me to even say that I think that the dolphins are going to run away with the division looking at what they're doing with Tyreek Hill and all those other guys. It's just, it's going to be freaking impossible, especially with the bills having a, such a flawed defense at this point in time. And the Jets, I mean, Mike White is nice now, but he went against the Bears. So I—I I, they're going to come back to the pack. I just think that for the Patriots to even win or even go to the playoffs, if, if going to Patriots fans, they're going to have to get at least 10 games. And looking at the closing portion of the schedule, you cool. got the Cardinals, you got the Raiders, you got the Bengals, who are all – teams that are not going to be easy outs, and then you got the Bills twice, and you also have who is first Miami. in the AFC East in Miami. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I just looked at the Ravens' schedule. They faced Pittsburgh twice. They faced the Browns once. They got the Bengals as their final game, and then they have one game against Denver and one game against Atlanta.
2: So, so the Denver and Atlanta games are
0: yeah, so, I mean, there, there's a chance. There's a lot of – there's some unknowns in there. And the way Pittsburgh's playing right now, they have, their defense is playing pretty damn good. They know the Ravens. That game is going to be tough. It's always tough. All right? And they face them twice still. The Pittsburgh Steelers could play – spoiler if – if Kenny Pickett plays the way he did on Monday night. Because I'm telling you right now, Kenny Pickett balled out Monday night. Good. He looked really, really good. And that offense looked like they figured it out. Like they look like they're on, like Kenny Pickett should be under center. They look like, you know, it doesn't matter who he's handing the ball off to. It doesn't matter who's out there running routes. That offensive line is playing well. And that defense was flying around. I'm telling you, the Ravens have a chance of not only missing out on the AFC North, but missing out on the playoffs if they don't figure it out. Because I'm telling you, that's Kenny Pickett, the way he looked last night, is going to eat that defense alive they are that bad. Be and Lamar Jackson has nobody. Nobody. Mark Andrews is not there 100%. You. And it's going to be ugly if they don't figure it out. And I think the turmoil in that locker room, I think yeah, there's man. a lot of guys in that locker room are not believing right now. I think there's a lot of unrest. I think that, you know, there's clearly some problems between the quarterback and the coach. Because you don't have report that, you know, you had to sit down with your quarterback because of him venting on social media. And then like that's not; those are not things that are supposed to supposed to happen in in a franchise that's supposed to win this division, because they've been doing it all year. You know, this is not the team that beat the Bills. I got a hot take. Or, or like was beating the Bills. He's no.
2: gonna go to the. He's gonna be traded to the Texans. I'm, I'm, I I don't think. Look, hear me out. Like the Texans have what what the second or third pick in in the draft, and Lamar is he's stirring up the pot for a reason. Look, this may be. This is a hot the hottest of hot takes. But if they don't offer him what he wants, they're going to have to tag him and trade him, like I just said earlier in this episode.
0: So I got here's another storyline for you. Sean Payton has been linked to Lamar Jackson. He said, you know, he's a free agent next year. I'm a free agent. Maybe work something out. If Lamar Jackson goes to another team that has, you know, probably not as good, something like that, do you see Sean Payton following him to where he goes? Do you think Sean Payton coaches – Lamar why not? next year, if he's not a Raven, Nick Casario so, yeah.
2: has Nick Casario has rebuilt rosters before. The only thing is, the only reason why, like, the Texans are as bad as they are is because Davis Mills is not a good quarterback for one, and there's not a lot of talent there. You get you get Lamar Jackson there, you're gonna, there, there's gonna be a lot of players flocking. They like Lamar Jackson, there's gonna be a lot of players flocking to the Texans, and I think that he, I'm saying he, it just it kind of makes sense. Sean Payne can turn that team around, and then the Texans are. And then you're in a division that's like, who's good? Who's good in this division?
0: Tennessee? They're very flawed.
2: Sure. I mean, yeah, the,
0: we've said for the last couple of years that the AFC South is up for grabs every year. We like, like the Titans have a hold on it, but it is a very loose grip. It's like an 80-year-old woman holding her purse <laughs> loose grip you know like geriatric hands are shaking as tight as they can but it's like you know you just somebody's waiting to steal it away. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna happen man so but that's all we got for today at the house call podcast uh we love bringing you this content If you want us to keep bringing this content, you want to see some more content, go to our social media platforms. That's Instagram. That's TikTok. That's Twitter. That's Spotify. We're on all the platforms there. We're even here where you're watching this here on YouTube. Go subscribe, follow, share the content, help us grow, help us reach other people who want to see good sporting content, want to get into a channel that has good sporting content. We cover multiple sports. It's not just football. We do basketball segment. Uh, called The Brick House, we do a fighting, we got a, a fight segment that covers MMA, boxing, UFC, all those sorts of stuff like that. We have tons of segments. Go check us out. We have a new website. It will be down in the description of this video. You can go check that out as well. You can see our merch link there down below. That's the Society6.com, the House Call Podcast. That link is also on our website. You can go there, get yourself some merch. All the different logos are there. You can get whatever you want, T-shirts, hoodies, long sleeve shirts. It's all there. We have tons of of merchandise. Go check it out. Go get yourself some merchandise. We love it. Another thing, the Liquid IV code down there is the underscore house, underscore call, underscore podcast. It is a mouthful. It's easier just to copy it. Go to the Liquid IV it put it in there. It's 20% off and free shipping. I like the guava flavor. I know Matt, you're a water malone guy. Rob, malone. you're you're a guava guy like me, if I remember correctly.
2: Yeah. Definitely. I yeah. uh, I also like that. was it? Like some kind of energy pineapple one that is it's really yeah. It's really, yeah. really, really good.
0: So just one packet, sixteen ounces of water. I like to put it on ice, give it a good stir, all the hydration you need, three times. Hangover drink too. It is a really good hangover drink. Trust me, I've used that one a few times. <sighs> yeah. And, they got assortment of flavors. You can decide which one's best for you. Go there, get yourself some liquid IV. I know Rob. He's got a uh, fanatics code you can use. Rob, tell them about your fanatics code.
2: So, guys, the codes vary per per uh, day, per week, whatever. And like, it, go click in the in the link in the description and just check what code is kind of active for that day. It, you can get up to sixty, sixty-five, seventy-five free shipping. It just varies. It depends on the week, but. Here's a big thing, guys. Yesterday was happy birthday to the House Call Podcast. We made it to one year, guys. The amount of support you guys have given us, whether it be even at the most minuscule level, leaving comments, leaving likes, it means a lot to us. We're across all platforms. We have videos that are on TikTok to have 1.5, 1.6 million views. It's crazy. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, we also have a good group. I appreciate everybody that at the House Call Podcast. Everybody works hard here. You may not see it, but it's just crazy how we keep expanding. You want to join this team? Send us a message on Instagram at the House Call Podcast, and we'll get the interview
0: going. You can also submit a, uh, a request to join the team on the website, on the contact us platform. It will go straight to the house call email, which is monitored by us and there, and we can get all of your information from there as well and reach out to you and to schedule a time for an interview. We love to bring more people on board. So if you're passionate about sports, you're passionate about D- editing, passionate about blogging about sports, things like that. We even have an esports channel coming out here shortly and doing a bunch of esports stuff. So we are branching out. We are looking for people. We're looking for, for, dedicated you know just energetic people want to talk sports with us bring a good opinion bring some good content we're looking for you please apply to the house call podcast you'll see rob he'll probably get the interview going for you everything like that but until <laughs> then go get yourself submerged share this subscribe follow go get some liquid iv stay hydrated and we'll see you next time here on the house call podcast let's go ksi versus dylan dennis this fight kicked
2: off on this that's 003's card on Dean the Great versus Wally Sharks. By the way, one hell of a.